Hey everyone. Uh, hey Janelle, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? How are you? Good. Uh, so first things first, a uh, little bit of news for both of us. Um, for those of you that know us um, and are friends with us on Facebook and Twitter and everything, um, we are both partnering with a couple friends of mine from the Grizzlies, uh, Jared Emerson and Kevin uh, Negron, uh, and working on a blog called Read All About It. Um, you know, if you if you follow us, you'll see a bunch of stuff that we're tagged in, uh, different posts. Uh, so feel free to go check that out. Uh, it's on Twitter at R underscore A underscore A underscore I underscore twenty four twenty five. That was the best thing that was available so we went with it uh but yeah we're both excited to to be able to do a little bit more than just talk about sports but be able to write about a lot of other things that we both enjoy yeah uh, absolutely said, go ahead janelle i was gonna say um regarding that name if anybody has any suggestions i feel like we would be open to suggestions if you ha- you know what i mean we could make it like a poll if people had suggestions, yeah. I think you guys should rename this. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, Jared, Kevin, um, if you guys end up listening to this, uh, I'm going to make sure I send it to you anyway. But, you know, if you guys are open to potentially renaming or if you want to keep it the same, uh, you know, we can we can figure all that out. But uh, today is uh, trade deadline day in the NBA, and it was pretty quiet for most of the day until about the last maybe two hours. Uh, where everything just kind of started flowing. Um, you know, we'd heard all week about Anthony Davis uh, wanting out of New Orleans and preferring to go to the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, or Bucks. Um, ultimately, that did not happen, and he's still a New Orleans Pelican. But some big trades did happen today. Uh, we got Mark Gasol from the Grizzlies to the Toronto Raptors. For Jonas Valanciunas, uh, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a future second-round pick. Uh, And then with about 15 or 20 minutes to go until the trade deadline hit, uh, Markel Fultz, former number one overall draft pick by the Sixers, was traded to the Orlando Magic for Jonathan Simmons uh, and the 2020 first-round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder and a future second-round pick. I mean, I think for Fultz, I think that's a huge win for him uh, because things have not been going well in Philadelphia. Just as a quick comment, I think he actually has a really great shot to start over again down here in Orlando. So I'm really excited to see how he he does here. And I think the Sixers actually, um, I mean, yes, I think they kind of won in the, the Tobias Harris deal. And I think they probably qualify as winners overall because of that. But, I mean, trading Fultz means that their first round pick in 2017 was an absolute bust. So I feel like, I feel like they kind of, they're kind of a wash. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think it is a good thing for Fultz to, to get out of Philadelphia and, and go somewhere new and get a fresh start, you know, whether he becomes the, player everyone thought he'd be coming out of college you know that remains to be seen obviously with uh with a shoulder injury like he he's had um but the Sixers getting Tobias Harris was really big uh from the Clippers um you know it's a 
good piece that fits. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his style kind of meshes with Embiid, but they don't have doesn't seem like they have too much of a bench uh, going forward now. Um, but their starting five is going to be one of the best in the Eastern Conference. I personally, as a Grizzlies fan, uh, I love because the Gasol trade for both teams. Uh, I think Toronto gets a you know a guy who's just a better offensive version than Valanchunas with a lot more range. Um, you know, he won't rebound as, as well as Valanchunas did. Um, Valanchunas was constantly getting, you know, in the 15 to 20 range for rebounds. Gasol will get him like eight to eight to 12, which isn't a terrible drop off. Uh, but he'll add, he'll add more scoring. Uh, and just picturing him with Lowry, Siakam, Leonard, and uh, Danny Green, is, uh, is a frightening thing to look at if you're an Eastern Conference team. Absolutely. Um, I'm just kind of reading through, you know, kind of what you were talking about as far as trades. Um, I think a big loser in everything, I would say that the Pelicans, uh, how are you going to have Anthony Davis for as long as they had him and, you know, fail to build around him, first of all, and then fail to be able to deal him, um, you know, for at least something because now he's going to walk out this summer uh and then I would also say that you know along that same line I would say that the Lakers lost in not being able to go get their their primary target um in advance of of today's deadline uh now like I just I'm not really sure where they go from here um honestly I don't I can't stand the Lakers so it's fine with me but you know I know their fans were really excited to see you know AD uh, get out there and you know be alongside LeBron, but I would say both those teams were losers in these trades. Yeah, I'd agree there. Uh, the good thing for the Pelicans, uh, I think you you said something about his uh, AD's contract. He actually is a he's got another year after this season. Okay. Uh, so there there wasn't as much of a rush now. Um, it's not like a hey you're going to lose him for nothing, so deal him now type thing. Um, you know, there were rumors that, that Boston kind of told New Orleans, hey, wait till the off offseason um, when we're allowed to really move some of these guys uh, and and let us put something together. Um, you know, there were rumors that Danny Ainge was willing to, to hold off and, and, you know, throw something good together, potentially involving like a Jason Tatum type player um, and see, you know, maybe take a one-year loan on Anthony Davis and see if you can't convince him to stay. Um, I don't know how well you, you could do that with, uh, with New York kind of looming with two, two max cap or two max salary slots now, uh, after trading Porzingis to Dallas. Um, but you know, that's, that's an option now for New Orleans, um, with not getting anything done, but it does, it does feel like the Pelicans failed Anthony Davis, uh, by just not putting a good team around him consistently. Absolutely. Um, you know, getting to Marcus Cousins was great. You know, they came in to the playoffs last year, and I think they played the Blazers, and everyone picked the Blazers, and they ended up sweeping Portland. Um, but then they ran into the Warriors, and it didn't matter after that point anyway. Yeah. Um, you kind of talked about the uh, the Mavs. I think that's another team that actually made some good moves. I think getting Porzingis is a great move. Um, 
you know, and they they obviously got rid of Harrison Barnes uh, to clear up some crap, uh, some cap space for the summer. Uh, so I think that I mean they could actually become a very deep, like a, a pretty formidable team if they can add a, another star to the team. So I was really impressed with what Dallas did, kind of under the radar. Yeah, and pairing Porzingis with Luka Doncic is going to be going to be great. It's been uh, fun to watch how well he's been playing. I mean, he's an he's an eighteen year old that you know played in played in the Euro League and and just dominated there and comes over and doesn't look any different than he did when he was playing uh, overseas. And then the only other the other team that kind of stuck out to me was I think the Clippers have accepted that they're middle of the road and in dealing Tobias Harris, they've kind of accepted like okay we got to blow it up and start over. So, I mean, props to them for recognizing that and kind of giving them the ability to clear out, like, some salary space um, for free, you know, for the free agent market. Uh, but they're definitely looking towards the future. And I think that's kind of, like, the best thing you can do because I know that, you know, we've obviously in the past with, you know, certain teams that end up, you know, middle of the road, you know, or, you know, eight. Because here's the thing, like, if they get an eight seed, they're going to play Golden State, and that's not. It's going to be ugly. So I think they kind of realize that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how do we how do we start over again? Yeah, um, and if they're clearing cap space, I mean, there's two guys now that have said that the Clippers would be a preferred destination for them, and Kawhi Leonard and uh, Anthony Davis now. Um, so that's that's always a possibility with. Uh, Kawhi's looming free agent this year, free agency this this off season, and Anthony Davis is the following season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, assuming that just because Anthony Davis is on clutch sports means he's going to go to the Lakers, and while that's probably true, um, you know the Clippers are right there and can give him you know the same thing, but a chance to be the guy instead of uh, you know in, t- in in part deferring to LeBron. For now, yeah, absolutely, yeah. At least for you know the next few years, while LeBron is still, you know, kind of, he's still able to carry a team on his back. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do that, um, particularly you know with the injury bugs starting to creep up on him. But yes, I could see him wanting. I could see Anthony Davis preferring to go someplace where he could be the guy. Yeah, uh, the last trade I think that was really really big. Um and is going to have a huge impact on the playoff race was uh, what the Bucks did over the span of the last like two days, um, trading Thon Maker to the Pistons for Stanley Johnson uh, on the sixth, and then turning around today at the deadline and trading Stanley Johnson uh, to New Orleans with Jason Smith for uh, Nikola Miritich. Um, you know, Milwaukee, always had a bad rap with Giannis for kind of seemingly wasting talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the idea that he, um, you know, he's, he's grown so much as a player Giannis has that adding Miritich to go with Brooke Lopez, who this season has pretty much been stand at the three point line and shoot kind of player. Right. Um, and putting, you know, Chris, in on the court with him, um, it, it it looks a lot like what the Cavs used to do to Milwaukee in the playoffs, which is space the floor, let your freak of an athlete player dominate, 
And uh, if he, you know, if he's getting attacked at the rim, he kicks it out for an open three. Um, Milwaukee. I mean, it's going to be a fun Eastern Conference playoffs uh, to see who who gets the right to lose to the Warriors. It seems like, mm-hmm. uh, but that that top four between between Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto, uh, and Philadelphia is going to be really fun to watch. That's, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see like who comes out of that. Who comes out of that? Yeah, because um, Boston's finally been kicking into gear and looking like the team everyone kind of expected mm-hmm. after getting to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Uh, Milwaukee's dramatically improved. Uh, and, I mean, Philadelphia and, and Toronto are right where everyone kind of expected them to be with, with the moves they've made. Uh, it's going to be a fun fun NBA playoffs. Um and you know, then we'll get ready for the off season and see what happens with a, a bunch of uh, upcoming free agents. Yes. Um, NBA free agency is probably the most fun free agency, in my opinion, just because of all of it. I mean, just to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, just a, so kind of transitioning away from the NBA. I know that we didn't really talk about this before. I'm reading an article that the Steelers may transition tag Le'Veon. I am so tired of this guy. I'm so tired him. of this guy. I'm so over him. Yeah, I saw they might do that. Saw I'm, yeah, I'm over him, yeah, I'm, and I'm quite. I'm actually really over Antonio Brown at this point. Yeah. Um, who knows what they can do to mend any situation with Brown and maybe keep him around? You know, you don't want to lose two of the top guys at their but positions, then again, but. He's in the middle of all this both, legal yeah. stuff now with the domestic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't really the... seen. Other yeah. Than he's, he's like seeking full custody of one of his kids. Like it's kind of a mess. And I, I mean, I could see the Steelers just wanting to wash their hands of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I understand wanting to get out of that too. Um, Cause I mean, this, the Steelers do not play that at all. No, they don't. I understand, you know, if they're trying to put the tag on Le'Veon and trade him, uh, you know, unfortunately that might, that could backfire. Uh, you know, we saw him sit out this year, obviously, because he was unhappy with his contract. And I was going to say, it seems like uh, that's something he he could potentially do again, even though as a running back, you don't want to sit out two full seasons. No. Uh, he could also argue that the transition tag should be f- like $14 million and the Steelers could say it's like nine. So that could get very messy very quickly. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be not ideal, uh, especially for a team that just kind of does its own thing and, you know, they stick to their beliefs. And I mean, they, they've had three head coaches in the last like 40 years, um, that family's very set in their the Rooney family's very set in their ways of how they do things. Yeah, um, kind of with the NFL just quickly. Uh, we did not. We deserved to see Saints Chiefs as a Super Bowl. We deserved anything other than what we got. That was <laughs> that was the most boring Super Bowl ever. Um, well, maybe not ever. I don't know what you know. Super Bowl was one pretty or two. bad. Like, I mean, I, I heard someone today reading off the drives, and it was like interception, punt, 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 field goal, punt, punt, punt. Like, it, it was terrible. Um, 
I had it on on my computer while I was sitting here playing Xbox, and I, I kind of looked up. I was like, it's still only 3 nothing. All right, whatever. And then I just stopped paying attention again. Um, mm-hmm. I would have loved Chiefs-Rams. I would have loved Chiefs-Saints. But that was just bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really ugly. So, um, but I think, I mean, that kind of covers it for the NFL. I just want to call it those couple of things. Uh, if you want to talk about baseball and pitchers and catchers. Pitchers and catchers in 10 days from today or nine days, depending on the team. Um, yeah, it's, it's early February and we're already talking baseball, which is great. Um, but the big thing with baseball is uh, we are in early February and the two biggest free agents uh, have not and are still waiting to be uh, signed by anyone. Uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado uh, we're still waiting on. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, do you think that they'll end up reporting? What do you? Th- what is your gut feeling? I, I don't know because, I mean, Harper's a free agent, so I don't know, you know, I think, I mean, obviously they're both free agents. I just don't know. I don't know where either of them goes. I don't have any idea. I don't know what offers have even really been put out. Um, I don't think they're getting anywhere near what they were expecting to get. I don't think they're getting anywhere near Giancarlo Stanton type money at this point. Uh, otherwise we would have, someone would have signed by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I agree with you. I do think somebody would have signed by now. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens like the closer and closer we get to reporting, you know, what's going to, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't think, I mean, ultimately I don't think he ends up with the nationals long-term regardless. Right. I think like if he does resign there, it's only a one or two year thing to, to kind of get his way out eventually. Um, because I mean, he's, it's pretty clear he's not happy. Remember last year when he shaved his, you know, his beard? I remember he was like, oh, he's going to, he's going to go to, you know, he's going to, you know, going to the Yankees. I, I mean, I definitely think, I don't know. I mean, I think it's unlikely that the Yankees sign them. Um, but, I mean, I know Steinbrenner is not ruling it out. <laughs> I don't know how much. Uh, they do have Aaron Judge on a really small contract because he's still uh, on his, you know, draft. Still on his first deal. He's going to be due for a payday whenever that comes, and and I don't know how much money they're really willing to, you know. I mean, everyone thought Harper could be a guy that could get almost five hundred million, and now sounds like he's not going to get, you know, even what Giancarlo Stanton got, which the Yankees are now paying off. Um, I don't know how, you know. Maybe they can afford it. I'm assuming, you know, it's the Yankees, so they probably can, but yeah. well, it's crazy. And Aaron Judge even said he'd be willing to change positions to make room for Bryce Harper. So, I mean, the, the interest is there. It's just a matter of whether they can make it happen. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I just don't know. I don't, I, I don't think either one of them signs in the coming week. week Me neither. Uh, I, I mean, if it's been a couple months now, and neither of them have gone anywhere, and you know, at this point, we stopped hearing anything, like I said earlier. So, yeah, and I'm seeing on on my ticker that the Phillies are hoping, you know, that they can entice Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Absolutely not. I don't know about both, but they could potentially get one. 
Um, I don't know what they're going to do, but it, yeah. it's they they might be able to get one of them. I don't see them getting both. No, no, uh, no, I don't either. But it's just wild to me that we're talking about baseball. Feels like that season just ended. That's just how fast time flies. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's amazing to think that we're at the the NBA All Star break. I know. Which getting a chance to watch, I I, I kind of got a little busy. Uh, I didn't watch the draft, the All Star draft, and I kind of wish I, I wanted to. I wanted to see how how petty LeBron and Giannis would be back and forth. Picking <laughs> Giannis the accused them of tampering for picking Anthony Davis. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's incredible. <laughs> that's. that's um, he was like, "Isn't that tampering?" That's that's great. I did see there was a trade. Uh, Giannis traded Ben Simmons to Team LeBron in in exchange for uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, which will be funny to see Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid on the same team because the two of them have a uh, very. It, it's short because Embiid hasn't been around terribly long and actually playing in the NBA, but between the two of them, there's a, a little bit of a beef there. Um, with uh, staring each other down. And I think it was a three overtime game like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we get, we get Dirk in what's probably going to be his final um, season and Dwayne Wade in what is his final season uh, being granted, you know, positions in the all-star game by, by Adam Silver, which is a good move for two guys who, who have done a lot for the league. Yeah, I know. I mean, I honestly, like, I was going to go see Dwayne Wade down here, but the tickets have been so expensive, you know, because I, I have a lot of respect for him and, like, just the way he's gone. I mean, obviously, Dark, too, because, like you said, they've just done a lot for this league, and um, I don't want to say they've done things the – like, I hate when people say that we, they do things the right way, but I, I just feel like they've helped kind of grow the popularity of the league again, um, certainly with our generation. Oh, absolutely. And, and Dirk, if there is one guy that did it the right way out of everyone that ever has played, uh, I, I feel like it has to be Dirk. I mean, it's a guy who gets drafted from overseas by Dallas, and he's there for, what is he on, 19, 20 years of his career? Yes. He's, you know, a top scorer, and, and he, you know, he's taking pay cuts at the end of his career. Uh, to bring to help bring guys in when you know when Cuban said he's more than willing to pay him a ton of money um, just as a show of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one guy you say he did it the right way. It's it's Dirk. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I mean I remember watching them win their title and like just everybody. I mean everybody loved him. Like everybody loves him. You can't not love him. Yeah, he's just this big seven foot awkward German guy. Uh, exactly, it's hilarious. He's got a he's got a weird jump shot with a weird fadeaway and weird facial expressions, and it's just everything about him is awkward and weird and great. And it just works. It just works. Yeah, it does. Um, looking at the rest of the All Star teams, though, uh, Team LeBron is is stacked. There's mm-hmm. no other way to put it. I mean, he. He's got Durant, Harden, Irving, and Kawhi in his, and, and himself in the starting lineup. Uh, and then on his bench, he comes with Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, right there is just incredible, let alone, you know, 
the rest of the guys he has as reserves. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I know. Uh, so I was taking a quick peek. You know what? I can't lie. I have not really been paying that much of attention to college basketball. I do know that Michigan lost. <laughs> and then they have dropped. And that's about all that I that I know. Uh, I was even I didn't even know that Tennessee was ranked number well, I did know. I knew that they were number one, but I had no idea they were gonna be this good this year. Yeah, I had no clue. I had no the idea. The last thing I think I actually do relating to college basketball was when Penny Hardaway became the head coach at Memphis. I think that's the last thing I was like, oh, wow, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And then I kind of just stopped caring. At this point, I've gotten to the point where it's always the same teams. It's always, uh, it's always going to be Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. (laughs) Not going to get much different any other year anyway. And the top 10 is, we'll see when Duke is going to end up being either eliminated in the second round or make it to the final four this year. The top 10 is, in the AP is Tennessee, Duke, Virginia, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Nevada, Michigan, North Carolina, Michigan State, and Marquette. So and, outside of Nevada, that's about normal. Exactly. <laughs> Kansas is 13th, Villanova is 14th, and Purdue is 15th, Louisville 16th. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all kind it's of the same things. every it's year. Like all football, it's the usual suspects. Yeah. And then you get to the tournament, and then everything goes crazy because some teams don't get challenged until the tournament, or you're Virginia and you play such a awful brand of basketball that you only score forty points a game, and then you get beat by a sixteen seed because you only score score forty points a game. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I'll watch next month. Don't get me wrong; <laughs> like, I will absolutely watch games no. next month. But... Happens. I'm. All in. I'm paying attention. I've got brackets filled out. But until then, money on it or, but yeah. Until then, I'm like, the only time I watch or I pay attention if Ohio State is good, and they're not. So like, they're not good this yeah, year. They're, they're rebuilding. They were great to start the season when we went to the game at uh, St. John Arena, but it's gone downhill from there. They did beat Penn State tonight, though. I think it was right after that game it started to go downhill too. Yes. So as far as I'm concerned, when they're not good, I just don't watch until Mark Madness. But you know what? Yeah, what they are good in football because I'm looking at the 24/7 composite recruiting rankings. Ohio State's third, and here again, like yeah. just like basketball, it's the usual suspects: Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, Auburn, Florida, Penn State, and Texas A&M, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right with college football recruiting. But to get your to get the third ranked recruiting class as a first year head coach, uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good for Ryan Day. Yes, I don't think if you look at the actual ranking, yet the composite ones are the ones that matter because these other ones they're based on how many recruits you have. Like if you have twenty oh. recruits, like the composite rankings are the ones that really matter because they take into account how many five stars, how many four stars you have. The standard rankings only count like how many kids you took, how many kids you signed. So if you've got a, a school that's taking twenty kids and they've got ten three stars or you know, twelve three stars and, you know, three four stars and, you know, whatever what, what I guess five four five five stars, like versus a guy, a class that might have eight kids but they're all five stars, like that's scaled in the composite rankings, which is why I look at those. 
because Ohio State didn't take uh, a ton of kids. They it's a relatively small class, but they had to address some needs. We had to get some offensive linemen. Okay, yeah, I did see uh, one kid. One kid flipped from Ohio State uh, at the offensive line. One Master. that it, it sounds like. Well, it sounds like a couple people kind of thought that might be coming. Uh, but right afterward, later in the day, they got uh, this kid from from Hawaii to flip from USC. So yep, I think that that kind of what they were doing. Um, let me see. So, huh. what do you think about Link about the Jalen Hurts? Oh, uh, going to Oklahoma? Uh huh. Because we haven't talked about this. No, it's been a while. Um, I was a little surprised. Because I know what was it? Lincoln Riley kind of promised their five-star recruit that he wasn't going to bring anyone in in the transfer from the transfer portal. Um, but it is kind of funny. Um, I think he'll be fine there. I mean, he's 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 going to be. You know, we'll see if he throws as well as as Kyler Murray did. But uh, I mean, he was an he was a got got Alabama to a national championship, so he's obviously talented. Um, and I think he'll be fine in Oklahoma. Yeah, I do too. And I also think Justin Fields is going to be fine at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> I he's going to be fine. I think that tran- his his transfer uh, his hardship waiver is going to get approved, and he's going to be playing come uh, late August, early September at Ohio State. Agreed. The one I'll be interested to see if they approve it is uh, Tate, Tate Martell. Martell. Yeah. Yep. Because his his whole reason for the hardship waiver was uh, just because Urban retired. Yeah, I know. And if you do that, that opens up a lot of like, oh, my coach left, I'm going to transfer and immediately play the next year. It's basically like, um, it's basically free agency. Yeah, it, that's what it would kind of turn into. It's free agency. I mean, I'm okay with personally. Like, I think college football free agency would be kind of crazy and fun and interesting for a summer for a, a winter you know everyone been talking about the the transfer portal like it's uh some kind of mythical thing where a player enters it and then all of a sudden he just reappears somewhere else yeah yeah i agree um because i mean if a coach can up and leave with no penalty then why why can't a, a player right that's exactly what i've been thinking is is if if you're not gonna you know penalize a coach for leaving and you know maybe take away a couple recruits or something, um, it just seems wrong to limit what players can do. Yeah, I know. All for the sake of amateurism, too. Exactly, which is a lie in itself and a whole different conversation. But I mean, exactly. the NCAA is going to be opening Pandora's box, so they need to be ready regardless of what they do. I personally can't wait to see Tate Martell at Miami. I think it's going to be a perfect fit for him. Um, he's got a couple former high school teammates, and uh, I think Miami's going to be a perfect fit for him. I agree. I agree. I wonder, you know, what kind of offense they'll run because um, that was another thing that you know we kind of we just glossed over with coaches leaving and no penalties. Uh, but Manny Diaz taking the job, the head coach job at Temple, uh, Mark Richt retiring about a week and a half, two weeks later, and Manny Diaz being hired by Miami about four hours after Mark Rick announced he was, was retiring. Yeah, I know. It's just... The, the head coach for all of, like, two weeks. Well, how about the Cliff Kingsbury? That one was... Uh, 
Man, anyone that was close to Sean McVay is, is getting hired right now. Yes. Definitely. I think I feel like that's the, newest, uh, that's the newest criteria when interviewing a head coach. Well, did you know Sean McVay? Because <laughs> have you ever interacted with Sean McVay? You're hired. Shake Have you talked to him one time? Have you- I mean, it's like that's where it's going. I know because they think this guy is like. I mean, and I'm like, I'm like gonna say he's not a good coach he obviously is but i mean i think we're crowning him a little too soon i think people need to kind I mean, of pump the brakes i mean they only scored three points in the super bowl exactly so. <laughs> exactly if you can't win on the biggest stage come on yeah i mean i did i did find it funny i wasn't paying too much attention but i did get a text from my dad in the middle of the super bowl that was uh about jared goff and it was just I, i'm pretty sure he just said uh goff is not good or something along those lines. I'm just like, yeah, he's pretty much a system quarterback, it seems like. Like, if Sean McVay is in his ear telling him where a blitz is coming from, he's great. If he's not, well, he's not the number one pick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I can't think of too, too much else. Yeah, uh, hockey season is just kind of going on. Um I haven't been following much. I couldn't tell um, you. I couldn't tell you much about hockey at the moment, to be honest. I, I again, I'll pick that back up with the with the playoffs. Yeah, as a as a Red Wings fan, I, I know they're better this year than they were in the past, and that's or in the last couple of years, and that's about where I'm at. Um, other than that, you know, I think their trade deadline's coming up, and uh, that's about it. It's um, about all I know. Uh, the Lightning are leading the Eastern Conference. It's the Lightning, the Leafs, and the Bruins up at the top right now. And then oh. in the Met, the Metropolitan, we have the Islanders, the Caps, and the Pins, the usual suspects. And then in the Western Conference, let's see here. Okay, yeah, so the Eastern Atlantic is Tampa Bay, the Leafs, and the Bruins. And then the Metropolitan is the Islanders, Caps, and Pins. And then the Western Conference Central, it's Winnipeg, Nashville, and Dallas. And the Pacific, it's uh, the Flames, the Sharks, and Vegas. I'd like to see Vegas do well again. I want to see Vegas get back in just to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. Um, you know, that they didn't just get in on, you know, skating with uh, or having a team of a bunch of uh, players that nobody else wanted and not really – you know, putting the they put the team together themselves, but it was themselves, but it was a team of already established NHL players. I wanted to see what a uh, you know a year later um, what that team looks like, and if it was a if it was a first year thing, or if they're really going to be sticking around. And I mean, it sounds like and looks like uh, in the standings that they're they're sticking around for a little bit. Yeah, which I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see something new every now and then, um, and you're not just constantly getting the same same couple teams. Yes, exactly, exactly. But other than that, I'll I'll pick that back up like as we get closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, a couple weeks, a uh, couple more weeks, a month or so, I'll be following a lot closer than I am right now. Exactly, exactly. We just got through football playoffs. Like it was, yeah. Now I can turn my attention to other things. Exactly. Um, otherwise, I mean, the one other thing we didn't get a chance to talk about was the the national championship game in the playoffs, which uh, 
I think we kind of assumed it was all going to go that way. Oh, yeah. Um, Alabama destroying Oklahoma early uh, and building up just enough of a cushion early that Oklahoma was never going to come back because they couldn't stop anybody. What Clemson I, destroying the game. I didn't foresee that. Like, I did not think that they would just manhandle them. I didn't think it would be what it was. I just didn't think Notre Dame stood a chance. I didn't think oh, I'm, they were yeah, going to. Yeah, I mean, but. yeah. That game, yes. But then Clemson doing what they did to Alabama, no. <laughs> not, I did not see 21 first quarter points coming from uh, from Alabama. But Trevor or Lawrence is Oklahoma. a real deal. Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's going to be a next fun fun next couple years for uh, for college football if uh, – if Ohio State, you know, can put it all together for a year uh, with them and Clemson and, and Jalen Hurts at, at Oklahoma and Alabama being Alabama and, and Georgia, I mean, just between that five um, should make an interesting case for the playoffs next year. Yes, and it's also a case for expansion. <laughs> yeah, we're still six months away from that, so we can uh, we can we can hold off a little bit, even though we think otherwise there is not too much else if uh you're ready to wrap up here um yeah i think i think we covered it all and i think uh it'll be exciting to as we go forward and you know win the nba all-star weekend and then get into march madness next month and in, then into the nba and the nhl playoffs with baseball starting yeah. too yeah hopefully we'll be a little less busy uh ourselves coming up uh i know i had a last couple of weeks with a lot of a lot of games that I had to work and you've been busy with work uh so hopefully you know it won't be a two-month gap between between shows and we'll be back in another week or two to catch back to up yeah. some, um definitely yeah, check uh, out read all about it check out read all about yeah. it yes please do uh give us some feedback um you know we're, we're so far there's some uh some movie reviews um, from myself and from Kevin and, uh, Kevin's doing some spotlights on some, uh, some smaller musical artists. Uh, so please check it out. Uh, again, it's read all about it. I think the website is read all about blog for anyone wants that wants to check it out. Uh, but please do give us reads, uh, you know, let us know what you think about the stuff we're writing and the stuff we're interested in stuff you'd want to hear about too. Uh, we can always look into that stuff as well. Definitely, definitely. Give us your recommendations. Uh, but I guess that's it for now for today's uh, quick whistle podcast. Um, you know, like we said with uh, with the blog. But uh, Janelle, great talking to you, and uh, you know, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Talk to you later.